You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another QB Power Hour. Today's topic, we're going to talk about connect, collaborate, and grow with Path by Simplex. So I'm very glad to have you joining us today. My name is Michelle Wong. I'm a CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, the owner of Long for Success. I've been a a contract trainer for Intuit since 2007 and really enjoy helping accountants and bookkeepers learn more about um, QuickBooks. So thank you all for joining us. You can check my books out on Amazon. Join Dan and I and everybody else at that Facebook group. You see the link there in the slides. Uh, we got nearly over 10,000 members. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, lots of great conversations going on out there. Dan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, co-host today, uh, Dan DeLong, owner of Danwith, uh, formerly of Intuit. Uh, was about uh, 18 years with uh, with technical support and training, writing, uh, proficient in all things in the QuickBooks ecosystem and collector of Intuit shirts <laughs> will work for shirts there. <laughs> uh, technically edited um, QBO for dummies and uh, chief partner content creator at schoolofbookkeeping.com. So that's me. Very good. All right. And we've got our guest today. Um, we're going to be talking about Path by Simplex a little later in the session today. And uh, the founders of Path by Simplex are Rob Chandler. And some of you that have been around the QuickBooks world for a while might remember Rob. Back when, you know, everything started moving to the cloud, Rob had a company called Cloud9. And uh, he sold that. He tried to retire and that didn't work very well. And uh, as fate would have it, Rob and Mike uh, kind of met up with each other again. Um some of you were, might remember Cashflow Mike, Mike Milan. He used to be up in Seattle working with um, Finagraph. Uh, but anyway, Mike and Rob have developed this app, Path by Simplex Financials. And I do need to be honest with everybody right up front. I am honored and thrilled that those two invited me to be part of the team as far as being on the advisory board. So I am on the advisory board for Path by Simplex because I love it so much. And I got so excited. I'm a teeny tiny little shareholder. <laughs> so if they ever make it really, really big, I'll get a teeny tiny piece of the big pie, hopefully. <laughs> but anyway, it's a great app and I love the possibilities and the things that we as accounting professionals can do to help us really grow our practice and to help our clients. So I'm really glad to help you all learn more about this today. Mike's gonna be joining us in a few minutes. He is just getting off another call um, and he will be there with us today as well. But our agenda is we're going to talk about some of the challenges for the small businesses and the accounting professionals. We're going to talk about connect, collaborate, grow, and then give you an intro to PATH and show you what it's all about so you can understand it. Um, Dan, did you want to go ahead and launch our first poll question? Yes, I can. There we go. Okay, so what, what do you find is the biggest problem? When dealing with small businesses, is it communication, financial understanding, relationship building, collecting data and documents, or other? You know, there's there's plenty of plenty, plenty of challenges out there. Um, if you have a, something that's not doesn't apply there, just to kind of enter that in the chat so we can kind of collect that. And while we're while you're answering that, uh, a couple of announcements. Uh, as you may have noticed. Um, there is a live cha- transcript going on. So um, we had, you know, some challenges, uh, some folks that are, that are hearing impaired that, that wanted to uh, participate in the QB Power Hour. So um, I found right before we went live. So I, I've never tried this before. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, if you have any feedback about that uh, live transcript that's going on, it, it does seem to be accurate, although it's a little distracting to see things that I'm saying be... <laughs> <laughs> be listed there as a that's pretty pretty awesome and pretty accurate uh, but that's going on uh, as well uh, so so hope and it looks like it's actually posting to um, uh, to the YouTube channel that uh, that's live streaming at as we speak um, and also uh, if you want to stay connected with with us on the QB power hour we do have a, a texting service uh, you can text qbph to 8333 95 QBPH 7274 for, for those that like numbers. 
and we all like numbers uh, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, but you can access prior recordings, see upcoming schedules, uh, suggest an upcoming topic right from your phone. Uh, so it's a good way to, to, to keep in touch with us. Um, so I'm going to end the poll here and share the results. Where'd it go? Looks like collecting data and documents is the uh, is the, the top getter here. So yes, and I imagine everybody just had a big challenge with collecting the data and the documents, trying to get all those 1099s out the door, right? <laughs> you all breathe in a little sigh of relief now that that's over with. Um, hopefully for a little while. Um, so that's interesting. Thank you guys for sharing your your challenges. And one of the things we were going to talk about is some of the challenges that we're having with these small businesses. You know, given COVID and everything, a lot of us accounting professionals, we've been working in the cloud and we've been working remotely and, and doing things like this for a number of years, thanks to Intuit. I mean, I remember it was about, you know, seven years ago um, when we were going around doing freedom of the cloud webinars. Hey, Mike, you made it. Hey, I made it. Yes, yeah, I'm late. There you go. That's okay. We're just talking about some of these challenges that these small businesses face. I love the KC mug. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Mike? I said something a little bit, but you go ahead. Right, well, hey, it's Cashflow Mike, right? That's, <laughs> That's right. Mike. Uh, I'm the president of Simplex Financials, and we focus on helping small businesses and their advisors overcome financial challenges with software and education. Great. Well, we're glad to have you here. We just were getting into it here. We're talking about the uh, challenges that everybody's facing going to the cloud and starting to work remotely and work virtually. And, you know, a lot of us has been doing that for some time now, but these small businesses have been thrown into this over the past year. And now they're starting to realize they have some problems. They have some inefficiencies. Um, they're having a hard time keeping, you know, the team all together, all on the same page, keeping up with all the tax and tasks that they have and client service um, and satisfactions and things. And they're probably using a ton of different apps. Um, and they're starting to have some challenges now that they're going through all this. Dan, what's your experience? Are you seeing some of these challenges and stuff as well? Yeah, I mean, um, one thing that one thing that's really bubbled up to the surface with 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 COVID is how disorganized I really am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you looked at my the, the top of my desk, I know where everything is. But, um, you know, documenting those those processes um, and and finding a, a streamlined way to communicate with with clients and get them to respond <laughs> has, has been, I think, a huge challenge. Um, you know, I mean, just take the example of I'm reconciling and I need a statement. Right. I mean, how do you how do you communicate with your with your client in a timely fashion? Because your day is interrupted uh, because you you cannot reconcile that account without without access to the statement. Now, you know, we had relay on if you're if you decided to use relay, that's not a that's not an obstacle. <laughs> but for every other bank, that is that is the case unless you have access you know, to the bank itself. But now you need to ping your client. They're in, depending on their industry, if they are in, um, you know, out in the field or doing something like that, I mean, they may not have access to be able to do that. So uh, getting that information in a timely fashion is, is, is a pretty big challenge. Well, you know, Dan, the other thing, not just getting it in timely, the thing that I personally have a challenge with is, okay, I email and I've got stuff over there. Some people might be texting me. Like when it comes to those documents and managing them, you know, Dan and I use Google Drive. Well, I have two accounts with Google Drive, my Long for Success and my Gmail account. And Intuit shares things with us using Box. And I also use OneDrive. And so I just go crazy trying to find where everything is, you know, and then you have some communications that might be taking place in Slack. And it's just confusing because we've got stuff everywhere and it's hard to find everything. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, where PATH is bringing all this together in one location for us. But the other thing I think that's real important is that a lot of these small business owners, they got into business because they like what they do. For example, we got Sammy. He's a painter and he started his company, Paintrix. And he knows all about paint, what kind of paint to use, and how to do it. But just like most all of our clients, he doesn't understand his financials. He wants to grow his business, but he doesn't really know how or when or how, you know, he doesn't know how to do that. He needs help understanding the finances so that he can grow and be more successful. 
And this is the way a lot of our clients are. They're good at what they do. That's why they started their business, but they're not good at the financials and understanding them and all that. And that's where we as accounting professionals really come in and can help them with that. And I actually love this stat down here. 40% of the small business owners are financially illiterate. We all know that. We might think that number's a little low, right? I think some of us think it's closer to 80%, maybe 90 uh, but then this is this is a big one here. 81% of these small business owners are doing their finances themselves. Either they're doing it, their wife's doing it, their wife's sisters, brothers, cousins doing it. You know, they've got somebody in there helping them that probably isn't necessarily an accountant or a bookkeeper. They really need our guidance. Sometimes they can handle the day to day, but they still need to work with an accounting professional. And that's where, you know, Intuit had this study out or statistic out there, Dan, you probably remember it too, at QuickBooks Connect, when they're on the main stage, and they'll say, what is it, Dan, like 80% of the small businesses that work with an accountant are more successful? Do you mm -hmm. remember what that stat was, Dan? Yeah, it, it was it was right up there in the eight, in the 80%. So if they connect with uh, with an accounting professional, they're 80% they're more likely to, you know, to succeed. And that's, uh, I mean, that's a huge win uh, when they actually can embrace that statistic. <laughs> yes. But. Well, and that's where we really can help them to be successful. And that's where we need yeah. to be their trusted partner. And, and this is where I really should have had this slide before when we were talking about having all this data all over the place. This is where Mike and, and Rob have done a fabulous job, I think, with connecting both financial data, you know, like QuickBooks, with non-financial data, in other words, it's bringing all of these things together in just one app. And that's huge when it comes to efficiency and finding things like Dan and I were just talking about. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is um, several years back, Intuit had another statistic that said it, it was about how many apps small businesses use to run their business. How many mobile apps do they use to run their business? Which path is also a mobile app? Um, but anyway... How many of you think, you know, try to think in your mind, how many apps do you think they're using? Just type it in the chat box. How many apps do you think small businesses are using to run their business on a regular basis? Not necessarily daily, but a regular. Take a guess. Somebody that's says actually, 32. That's actually our, oh. sec, our second poll question. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. 20-ish, <laughs> six. Because the thing of it is, these small business owners, they use their phone for everything. I mean, you can watch, you can check the scores for football games, like, you know, go Chiefs. <laughs> you can check the stock prices. You can order pizza. You can order, you know, food and groceries. And I mean, you can do everything on your phone. It's only natural. They're going to want to use their phone for their business. And this is where I love how PATH combines a lot of these different functionalities, both financial and non-financial, into one app, making it more efficient um, and easier to find things. You're not looking all over the place for things. So I think this is great, Dan, because um, as they're answering this poll question, you guys are where I am. I thought maybe five to 10 um, was the number. Guess how many it really is. And Dan, I guess we should go ahead and end the poll if I'm going to tell yep. them. The real, <laughs> right, you can't, you can't cheat. <laughs> the real number was 18. I couldn't believe that. I said, no way to use it 18. I whip out my phone. Yes, Chiefs again. Whipped out my phone, <laughs> went through all my apps, wrote them down, went through my iPad, wrote the apps down, and I used over 20 apps. I was shocked. So instead of going to like 18 or 20 different apps, isn't it great when you have one that you can focus on and use instead of all these other ones? So I think that's that's pretty great. Mike, are you surprised by that poll of the results, what everybody thought? You know, I was, but after you and I discussed it, uh, I'm, I'm we're closer to 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's very surprising so i think it's great that we have it all together here and that allows us to collaborate with the team members more and we say team members because it doesn't have to just be employees the small business which you as an accounting professional probably have your own small business too but the small business can collaborate with their team members but also they could add you, the accountant in there. They could add their lawyer in there. They could add their banker in there. They could add anybody in there that they wanted to because Mike has made it so you can, you can really slice the data so you can give people only access to what they need access to. So let's say you've got somebody who's on the marketing team. 
You can only give them access to, let's say, the marketing expenses. They can't see anything else. You don't have to worry about them seeing the net pay on a paycheck or anything that you don't want them to see because you can restrict their access to that. And this allows everybody to use one central app where everything is at. And I think this is great too here. 85% primary reason for failed projects is overall lack of collaboration and poor communication. So this really can help a lot um, within the company and the team. And then here's some other great stats that I think is great. You guys should check out. 74% of the employees feel they're missing out on company information and news. You need to include everybody on, you know, the company information, the whole team. You know, we, we're going to talk about Larry's Landscaping. You know, it's a sample company that we use. And everybody from the, the crew working on the job to the foreman to the, the owner of the company all need to be able to share and communicate and collaborate with one another, as well as with people outside the company. Um, Dan, you got any comments about collaborating? Well, I mean, that, that's a that's a big challenge uh, or a big thing to overcome when you when you can actually collaborate like that um and, and in one place where where everyone uh resides um you know a big thing that you had mentioned um you know not wanting to have the marketing guy you know in your quickbooks <laughs> um you know and and uh you know quickbooks uh quickbooks online the the, the user permissions are you know light switch you know it's either on or off and you have access to everything um and this uh this allows you to to dim <laughs> dim it a little bit you know not not saying the marketing people are dim but um <laughs> but this allows you to, right. to to keep people in 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 a, in a place that that's not you know access to access to your entire books well, and you know, it's even more important now that a lot of people are working from home, you know, they're working remotely. So it's, it's harder than ever to keep the team as a team. And, you know, even having kind of water cooler discussions, like talking about football or talking about the, you know, 17, 18, however many feet of snow, the inches of snow they have out there on the East Coast, you know, having a place where you can kind of have all that to help keep the team camaraderie there as well is important. So I think that's great. But the thing I love most um, about PATH is the ability to grow with advisory services for us as accounting professionals, because our industry is changing. You know, with the bank feeds and the bank rules, we're able to automate a lot of the data entry. So basic bookkeeping is being automated. And we have artificial intelligence coming in as well. So our industry is changing and the services in our practice has to change. And we have to move more towards advisory services because the basic bookkeeping is gonna be, it's basically going out away because of technology. But a lot of the problem I think is accounting professionals and bookkeepers, a lot of us might have no experience providing advisory services. So we're kind of scared and nervous to do it. And we don't have that confidence to do it. For example, you know, and this is a, a real client I had years ago. It was a restaurant client and, and they had a declining gross profit margin. Well, I, I noticed that and I needed to talk to the owner about your declining, your, your gross profit margins declining. We need to figure out why and what to do. So you have to figure out what could be causing that. And you do that by looking at the formula. So it could be sales. And it could be cost of goods sold because those are the only two things that are impacting our gross profit. So when it comes to sales, are our sales too low? Are all those sales being recorded? You know, when you go to a, a restaurant, sometimes it'll say your lunch is free if we don't give you a receipt. That's actually to make sure they ring up the sale, you know, so that you have workers that are ringing up the sale and not just pocketing the money. Um, so that's a cheap kind of internal control to help make sure they're ringing up the sales. But are they ringing up the sales properly? Am I, you know, Mike comes in and I say, oh, hey, Mike, you're my buddy. I'm going to give you this super size, extra large serving and I'm going to bring up a kitty meal. So I'm using way more food and my sales are low because of it. So is something like that going on? Maybe it's not supplies or sales at all. Maybe it's the suppliers increased our food prices. Well, if that's the case, do we need to increase our prices? Do we need to get a new supplier? You know, what do we need to do? Or are there other reasons our food costs, because in a restaurant, it's your food costs. Is there another reason our food costs are going too high? Is there waste from improper procedures? Maybe the employees aren't making the meals right. They're leaving the food up. They're not using their gloves. Whatever reason, 
we're, we're having to throw away food. And so that's too high. Maybe we just need more training for the employees. Um, and so that might be something. Or is there theft? And that's what was going on, was there were a couple of guys stealing cases of meat out the back door of this restaurant. Ooh. And unfortunately, the owner of the business, you know, I would come in and back then, you know, we'd do it once a month because we were always kind of behind anyway, the way things worked. You're always playing catch up before we had um, everything in the cloud and things like we have now. But anyway, I would say, hey, you know, your gross profit margin is declining. We need to talk about this. And he's like, oh, I'm too busy. You know, the freezer broke and next month. Oh, I'm too busy. You know, the, the people called in and I can't, you know, cover their shifts or whatever. He was always too busy to listen to me. It was about six months later before he finally listened to me. And they had been stealing from him for six months. So whenever you have a problem, you need to identify it immediately to stop the bleeding and to address the problem, figure out what's causing it and how to fix it. But the how did you catch is, them? Um, well, we started investigating and, and we knew the food cost was too high. And it wasn't the fact that they were wasting. And, you know, we by process of elimination and then we started having people watching and we actually caught them in the act, taking cases of meat out the back door. They were fired. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, he listened to me after that. When I would tell him, hey, we need to talk about this. He'd say, OK, let's sit down and talk about this because he realized he had lost money you know, for however long that had been going on before we detected it. And so but this is where, you know, sometimes we we don't know what to suggest. You know, how do I know whether to what to ask him or how to advise him how to improve his gross profit margin? How do I know these questions to ask him? I may not have the confidence that I know what to ask. And this is where PATH comes through and it gives us a cheat sheet. I absolutely love this for us accountants and bookkeepers who are wanting to start providing advisory. This is our partner to help us to do that because look what it does. First of all, it's automatically going to calculate it. Mike's going to show you all this a little bit later, but this is my favorite part of the whole app. So I wanted to go over it with you guys. It's going to do these ratios and calculations, and you can set it up to calculate whatever it is you want to, including things that aren't in QuickBooks or on like sales by square foot. You can put in the square footage number and run that calculation. So you can put in your own custom information. And then when it's doing these for you, it's going to give you suggestions. So the, the orange ones are when it's something that's not quite where it should be. These things need improvement and it gives you ideas. Are you collecting a late fee? No, we're not, but we don't think we really want to. Are you providing invoices at the time of service? We're Larry's landscaping. No, the guys are going out and doing all the work and then they come back in at the end of the day. And then at the end of the week, we do all the invoicing. Well, that's something we could change. Let's help the client start using the mobile app. They've got their phone with them out in the field. They can do a sales receipt or an invoice from that mobile app immediately so you get paid faster. Because this one's dealing with accounts receivable days. That's going to help you get paid faster. Also, you know, are you recording payments from your customers the day you receive the check? What about accepting payments via credit card? Set up QuickBooks payments. Let them take a credit card payment out in the field. You're getting your money faster that way. So this gives you suggestions for you to talk to your client and say, hey, these are some things we can do to improve your AR days and improve your cash flow. On the other side, when things are going really good, it's going to give you suggestions for that as well. So down here, we're looking at the current ratio. And that means, you know, current assets, do they cover your current liabilities? Usually you want at least one. Well, this one is pretty high. And it says, well, that's great because you can pay your debts. But you may have some excess cash. Maybe there's some things that you could do here. So it gives you suggestions on what you can do to improve those ratios and, and those formulas that you can set up. Um, Dan, and what are your and, Well, it's color-coded too, right? So the orange is, is, uh, is, is something to improve upon yes. or opportunities for improvement. And then the blue is, uh, is good. So, I mean, that's that. That I think is, you know, like you said, that's that's your favorite thing. Um, you know that that pride that that provides uh, people a, you know, not to not to use the pun, but that's me, a path to <laughs> to advisory. <laughs> exactly, a path, a path to advisory, so that it gives you, you know, something to start with. Yeah, uh, as far as 
hey, let's, I, I don't know how to make these things. You know, like, as, as you were talking, I was thinking like, you know, marketing people will, will probably want to know, you know, cost per customer, you know, the cost per customer acquisition, yeah. acquisition, not a report that you're going to, you know, find out of the box, you know, inside of your QuickBooks. Uh, but I imagine you can, you, you can create, you know, some kind of formula, or if it's not already built in, maybe my, my guess, it, it's a tool right here. You, you didn't click on it. <laughs> Hey, can I add just some color to this? Absolutely. It, it, as long as know, it's blue. <laughs> it, it's just blue, right? It's just blue. <laughs> but it's it, it's one of those things where I want I wanted to give you some background, right? I kept hearing my friends, and my, my friends are accountants, bookkeepers, bankers. Uh, they're like going, this trusted advisor thing is so nebulous. It's always out there. You know, I'm like going, I wanted to give people suggestions and we wanted to leverage AI, but not in a scary way where the robots are taking over. It's like going, hey, here's some AI suggestions to the analysis, but they're suggestions to start the conversation, right? If you don't know where to start, start here. And then of course there's other specific things and it just gets the ideas flowing between it. And that's really what we were trying to do was saying, listen, I wanna take the scariness out of the term trusted advisor. And I wanna enable you know, people on this call to transition their clients from operator to owner, right? And, and here's what I mean by that. Right now, your clients, they're just struggling. They're doing everything they can. They're just operating all the business and they don't take a step back to be owner, right? To look at it from a global perspective of what all those, uh, you know, tasks and routine things that they do every day, what does it create, right? So you can help them fulfill dreams, right? Not be a trusted advisor, be a dream fulfiller and help them transition from owner or operator to owner just guiding you. That's all we're trying to do is be that business coach and guide you. Gotcha. And I'm, and a, I'm, go ahead. Oh, there, <laughs> well, there was a question in the, in the Q and a, and uh, I think maybe we might want to take a step back um, and, and, and really kind of address this because I know when I look at an app that I've never seen before or, or a, a service, I always try to, so it's like this or, you know, so what, what is path? In, in you know where where is it sit in its space or is it or is it a new to new to never before seen or done before I'm mean, I'm sure you have your unique uh, value proposition but what would you say this would be uh, you know path would be you know in what space you know like bill.com would be for like AP and stuff like that you know so like what would uh, what would you say path where does it fall you know in in the scope of what uh, of a business service. Is this me or you, Michelle? This is you. Go for it. <laughs> All you, <Mike. laughs> you, you know that that's a the the hardest question in the world to answer, right? Because we've purposely tried not to be put into a box, right? And the reason I say that is, you know, you, you could too easily just say, "Oh, that's a financial analysis app, or that's business intelligence, or that's you know a team communication app." We've tried to combine. Uh, the financial data with the non-financial data to provide the whole data story. So uh, I think Greg LaFollette said it best last week. He says, you don't do everything Slack does, but you do most of it. You don't do everything Dropbox does, but you do most of it. So what we've really tried to do is minimize the amount of apps that are out there down into a common platform that everyone up and down the chain from janitor to you know accountant can actually participate in, right? And you're like going, well, how do you do that? Well, we do it with what we call the social financial platform. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of social financial platform. I, I know, Rob and I made it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so It's so, new. Yeah, it, it, it's new. It's a new way of thinking, right? It's a new way of, uh, of, of putting it together. So yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of financial analysis. Yeah, it's a little bit of communication. Yeah, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, advisory service coach. Uh, it's a little bit of all of it, but what we're trying to do is every time we look at a set of financial statements, you have questions. We're giving you the place to answer the questions and set the next action. I think that's great. Um, and, and the thing that I love about it is this also, in addition to helping us grow our practice by providing advisory services, we can help these small businesses streamline their processes and their workflows to improve the whole operations of that business and that company by implementing and using PATH. Um, so it's really a great, great service for both of us. Mike, do you want to talk about the two targets? 
Yeah, and, and really, I, I look at it as one target, right? Because I mean, meaning, even yeah. though you've got small businesses and their advisors, they're a team. So even though we've got to separate out, I have to put things in boxes so people can uh, conceptualize how to use it in their world. Uh, but, you know, if you're a small business owner, what we're trying to do is help you make sense of all of it, right? All this data, you know, and, and, and when you see the product and you see the, that feature that I think you like, Michelle, Data Mash, it's the ability to take this data and make sense of it in your world, right? Which is your specific situation. Uh, and then, of course, I'm going to point you towards hidden opportunities. And if you don't know about my background, I mean, I've taught bankers for the last seven years on how to do this, you know, by hand. I've taught accountants how to do it by hand. All we did was take all those concepts and automate them, right? Because now we can. I mean, I couldn't do it seven years ago. Now technology has allowed it. For the advisor, I'm, I'm trying to allow you to be as involved or uninvolved as you want to be with your client and give tremendous value uh, by, by, by being able to communicate with them the way they like to be communicated with. They're already on Facebook. They're already on Twitter. They're already in these different places. Uh, why not? You know, we're trying to take what we call high signal and filter out the noise. So high signal, low noise, only surface the important things. And what I mean by that is by combining like a social media style functionality. When I'm looking at Facebook, Michelle, when I see, you know, uh, politics or cat videos and stuff like that, I just scroll. <laughs> when I see my granddaughter's picture or a chief's uh, post, I stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's my high signal, right? Because it's important to me. That's what we're doing with PATH is we're letting you pick what's important to you and organize it in a way that you understand. And I is love there, that. Is there like a, 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 like a, a mysterious algorithm that, you know, allows you to see more of that stuff or just in the app itself? It's, you know, if you're a part of it, you, you see it. Like, does uh, well, it learn that? No, the, the, the algorithm is determined by the users, meaning that uh, I think Michelle brought it up earlier with data slicing, right? Me as the account admin, I can kind of control what you see versus what you don't see, right? I mean, so it's, it's, it's those type of things. But we've tried to encourage some transparency up front before I put in more controls, which means, you know, I, I want people to use this as a, as a platform to communicate across all levels because when we, you know, when I was at Finograph, some people know me at Finograph, I was on the road constantly and I was always a day or two behind what was happening at the office. I was always behind. And this was the platform that came out of my brain saying, if I just had this, I would be up to date, right. With anything that was happening back in the business and not, not just there, all my other clients that I consult with, you know, my bankers, my, you know, uh, those type of folks, I could stay up to date with what's happening in real time. Mike, do you want to go on in and show it to him or do you want me to? <laughs> Uh, we'll get started. Why don't you start off and then, uh, I, cause I like the way you say it from the, the, the advisor's point of view and I'll be, I'll be the business owner. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here is path on the desktop as Mike mentioned, or somebody, I think we said it is a mobile app. It's already available for Android in the Google store, Google play store. I think it's called, it's not yet in the, um, Apple store yet, but they're working on it. Should be there. You said in a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, well, um, a month, month at the latest, yeah. So so here we are, we're in Larry's Landscaping, a fictional company that I've set up here, and we're on the bridge. The bridge is so familiar to us because it's kind of like Facebook. We can scroll through the bridge here, and we can see all of these posts. Like, here's, here's a, our latest trends, and there's not much going on because it's a sample company. And it's going to give us these notices here. Like, here's sales per table. That is a calculation that I set up to calculate based on the number of tables we have at a restaurant. This doesn't really work for Larry's Landscaping. I probably should delete that one. <laughs> like table, let's what kind remove, of tables uh, let's are, just are in get the yard? That one. But here's like sales per person. Here's our cash flow activity, sales per square feet. And they're feet. blue. And, and they're, they're blue. They're blue. But our sales per square feet is really bad because everything's closed because of COVID. You know, and that's another thing is up here, you've got these milestones. So you can look back and this is where it helps to tell the story of the company, because what happens is let's say this business next year needs to have, they want to go in and, and get a line of credit or a bank loan or whatever. And people will start asking, well, how come sales dropped so much here? How come they did this? How come they did that? And I know you think you're never going to forget 2020 and you probably won't, but you might forget exact dates. So you could put in here the date of the COVID shutdown, when you started layoffs, when you had a partial reopening, 
you can put those things in there so that in the future you can remember what happened. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you know, can Michelle, put, it, yeah, go I ahead. Jump in right there because the way I look at this is this is the past, present, and future of what's happening in your business, right? The milestones are critical events that have happened. And what you don't know is that the milestones are connected to the valuation, right? So all these events, you'll get to see what happens next, but milestones happen in the past. The bridge is what's going on currently. And the to-do list is what's in the future. So when I look at this, it's the past, present, and future all on one page. Yes, and, it, and it's a very easy to navigate page. And so you can also create your own bookmark. So for example, I mentioned that, you know, you got to keep in touch with people and, and you still need to kind of have water cooler type of conversations. So of course <laughs> I had to put a chief's post in there. <laughs> so, you know, here, Betty Bookkeeper posted this out here. Brett Shea, which is Mike, he posted out there and commented on it. You know, here's another post. I'm, I'm like the owner here. Congratulations to the team. This job won some award. You know, we can tell them, you know, hey, this is company information. Congratulate somebody on their anniversary. You can have water cooler kind of stuff out there if you want to. Maybe I assigned Betty. I said, hey, Betty, can you check into something for us for time tracking? So I, I asked her, you know, can you do this? And she says, okay, I'll get on it. And she says, oh, I think T-sheets might work. You've got all that under this bookmark. And then we have industry information. So let's say I'm out reading and I want to share some of the trends for the industry. So you can you know, like with Evernote or OneNote, where you kind of clip articles and things that you want to keep as a reference, you can put those out there. You can put the job information, whatever bookmarks you want to put together, you can put out there and then you can kind of rearrange them and do whatever it is you want to them. If you come over here and bookmarks, I could use that as like a, a, a dashboard and I could drag and drop and put this in the or order that I want to see it in. So you can track what it is you want to. As he mentioned, you can have your milestones out there. The data mash is awesome. And on the milestones, you can have company milestones as well as personal milestones. And on those milestones, those are really important because, you know, I remember when I was working on budgeting way back when, when I was um, at Hallmark, and we had all these different card shops and stuff. Well, one of the card shops might have had um, construction going on. So access to the store was, was really bad for like, let's say three months. And so you want to note that. So, you know, when you're budgeting for next year, why sales were so low for those three months. And that's something you won't remember in the future. Maybe there was a, a small flood and you were closed for a week to clean up after it or something. Those are the kinds of things that you won't remember in the future, but yet you, it's part of the company's story. And so you can put those in there as well. But this is where I love it, the data mesh. And this is where you can see over here on the right in our data library, it's pulling over QuickBooks data. So it's pulling over data from QuickBooks and then down here, we have our user created option. So we have sales per person or per square feet. So I can put the number of square feet in there. There's why I put in table. But let's say I want to do sales per crew. Um, so if I start typing sales, I'll choose sales of product in income divided by crew. And I can look here and I don't see a crew anywhere so I can create new and I can put let's say we have four crews in our company here so then we could calculate the sales per crew and let's say I want to do this you know last 12 months and the purpose of this is I want to encourage the crew when they're out there working in somebody's yard hey you know suggest that we put in a, a rock rock fountain a rock patio or stone patio or a fountain or you know you know suggest additional work to get the sales per crew up or something like that. I mean, you can make whatever formulas you want. And this is where I think it's awesome because you can bring things into this to do your calculations combined with QuickBooks. You don't have to go out to Excel, export the report from QuickBooks into Excel, go into Excel, do your calculations, do your ratios, and then come in here and do a chart and a graph or things like that. Um, because I can change this quickly and easily if I want to see it as a bar graph. Maybe I want to see it as a line graph. I mean, think about how much time we used to spend doing this stuff. At least I know I did. Exporting it to Excel, manipulating it in a spreadsheet every single month. <laughs> and now once I set this up, I can save it. And then I can have this going on my dashboard. Sales per crew. Note. Uh, try to improve. <laughs> I don't know. You can put something <laughs> out there. Get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you can put something out there about that um, calculation, how it's calculated, what it means, whatever note you want to put in there, then I can save this. And once I've saved and created these calculations, in addition to all these financial ratios that are already out there for you, you know, there's tons of these out here for you. But once you've created these, so here it is, notice how it says paused. I can set this up and kind of automate it. So it's automatically going to be showing on that bridge. So think about this, you know, like Mike was saying, when he's scrolling through Facebook, he stops at the things he wants. People are going to see, is this blue or is this orange? They're going to stop at those things that catch their attention. So first thing in the morning, you know, he can scroll through the bridge and look at all these notices and you can choose when you want to post these things, how often do you want to post it? Um, and then that will go out onto that bridge um, on a regular basis. So you can automate these calculations and they're going to see it automatically as they're going through. So here you'll see the sales per crew. And then you notice there's three little dots here because there's three things. So here it gives you the formula. So what is that calculation based on? It's going to give you that. And then it gives you your little note, whatever you put in there for them. And then this you can share with people. You could bookmark it. Like if this needed to go on the Jones front yard, for some reason, maybe it related to that job. You could put it out there. You know, do you want it to go in the water cooler? And then everybody can have their own bookmarks, but this is where I want to put it so I can find it later. So everybody can have their own out there. Um, this is the other thing that I really love. I'm talking too much. Mike, <laughs> let me let me jump back in on data mash. Can we go back there? Because I, I, yeah. I, I want to give a glimpse to the future of two things I'm working on right now. You're seeing QuickBooks online data. Uh, you're seeing user-created data. But we are working on Google Analytics, bringing that in. We're working on a Zapier integration, which means that's 2,000 different apps that you can now start collecting and put into your data mash library or post directly to the bridge is basically what we're doing. I'm trying to take data sources from all over and put them in one simple calculator. You notice how clean and simple we try to keep this so everybody can use it. You just start typing words to find what you want. And we go back to the massive data table in the back. And it, it, you guys remember SQL and you know uh, access databases? Uh, we're using the newest latest <laughs> race. It, it's called- PTSD there for uh, Michelle. <laughs> PTSD, yeah. <laughs> But if you want to look at it, you can go back to uh, uh, we're using the latest and greatest. It's called terraforming data. And it's so quick and so fast and so powerful to be able to organize disparate data sources. Excel can't touch it. You're going to save so much time just by having a data library that you can use to do multiple things. Yeah. And that's awesome. But wait, there's more. <laughs> wait, there's more, I yeah. I love the industry comparisons because, you know, we were talking about gross profit margin. How do you know if your gross profit margin is good or not? You know, um, Walmart and grocery stores have very thin profit margins. They sell on volume. That's how they're so profitable. Whereas on the other side, jewelry stores has huge margins. They mark things up a lot, right? So they have very high margins. How do you know what your gross profit margin should be? Mike has gone to RMA. It used to be Robert Morris Associates. It's now Risk Management Associates or Association or something like that. Anyway, they have industry averages and statistics and you can have all that. So you can go in there and you would set this up under the settings. You tell it what's your industry. So you choose your industry. You can tell it your company size and you can change that. Like, let's say I want to grow. So I want to see what one to three million is using. You can change this to whichever year it is you want to look at and stuff. And then you can look at your, your data out here compared to industry averages. So let's just go ahead and look at the gross profit percentage. And you can put a goal out there. Let's say my goal is 50%. I can put a goal out there and it's automatically calculating this for me. You'll see the blue line here. And this isn't really, you know, we don't have a lot of data in Larry's landscaping, but the blue line is your calculation gross profit divided by sales of product income. So that's your actual, what the company's number is. Then the industry averages is orange and your goal is green. So you can see how you're doing on this. And then again, you can automate this ratio compared to industry averages or compared to your goal. I see I froze again. I have a camera that just says it's tired. It's going to quit working and it goes off. <laughs> so I don't know why. We can why. still hear you though. Yeah. So you don't need to see me. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what it's doing. 
Anyway, you can compare to these industry ratios, and I think that's great. The other thing that we can use these industry ratios for is, again, advising those clients, how can we get to what we need to be? And if you have a new business, let's say, you know, Larry's Landscaping's just getting started and they have no idea what they should be spending on marketing and advertising. You can go look at the industry average and say, well, most companies are spending 8%, so let's target 8%. So you can use it to help you create some budgets and forecasts and goals as well. Um, so I love that. And then there's also, I'm going to go through it quick and let Mike add some stuff. The Business Impact Center, this will show you all of your customers and your vendors on a map. So if you have people, you know, let's say it's Larry's Landscaping, and I'm looking at my customers on the map, and I'm seeing, gosh, we're getting more and more customers on the east side of town. I'm going to create a new crew to work the east side and have another crew for the west side. So it can help you make decisions you know, about where to put people, where to staff people, things like that. And then you have access to all these vendors down here quick and easy. And the reason these all aren't showing up on there is because these are all fake addresses. They're not legit. We just happen to have one address that's like, oh yeah, there is a, there is a one, two, three Bain Street. <laughs> you know, so um, anyway, though, you could dive down into these and you can look and you can see the transactions. You could call them, you could click on this, go straight into Google Maps. So think about that. When they're out in the field, they can click on it and go straight to that client's location um, quick and easy without typing all that in there. And then there's also the business snapshot, which your, your clients, your small business owners, if they're considering selling their company someday or if they want to know what the value of their company is, this helps calculate a value. Mike went through, you know, there's different ways that you can calculate the value of a company. He used, I think, the most common. And he pulled this multiplier, and you can click on that, and it tells you, well, where does that 3.5 come from? Mike, do you want to explain that one to him? Yeah, okay. So basically, what I mean, there's 12 different ways to value a company. Uh, and what I did is I have a relationship with a company that tracks all the stats of deals that they can get their hands on. So they put them in 10 different buckets of industry types. So think about big industry types uh, that you select in the company settings. And for the last, every year I update this. So I've got the last two years worth of data in there now. So 19 and 20, uh, that is the average deal size, the multiplier used for each industry type, if that makes sense. So just think about it as the average. And, and we don't call it a valuation. If you notice, we call it a snap value. So think Zillow when they say Zestimate, because I don't really know what's going on you know, in their world. I don't know what's happening in their neighborhood. They could be in a condemned neighborhood <laughs> and nobody's going to buy it for that amount. But it gives you something to measure. Nobody's doing this, right? Nobody, nobody's out there just giving you something to measure your financial performance against uh, the value of your company. And it's not there now, but in the next two weeks, the milestones were overlay on top of it, which means, you know, I hired Michelle and my value went up, you know, 3000%. <laughs> seeing how, you know, you can start seeing how, uh, you know, events impact your value. That's cool. And, and then they can also make changes over here. Let's say they are negotiating to sell the company and they say, you know, somebody's suggesting 2.75. They can see, okay, well, this is what, you know, the average is, and this is what they're offering me. You know, you can use it for negotiating. You can pull out the owner benefits or capital expenditures. You can do what ifs and things. So again, this is going to be very helpful, especially let's say if a client is talking to you about wanting to sell their company, you can help them with this. You can help do some calculations and negotiations and things like that. Um, and keep in mind this data, you're seeing a whole bunch of zeros. It's a sample company that us trainers put things in there. So it's not very realistic but you get the idea of what's available there. Mike, what else do you want to share with them? Do you want to, I mean, one thing I want to show you all is if you have multiple companies, it's quick and easy. Like here is Snap Accounting. So this might be where I'm using it for my firm. So I've got Snap Accounting out here and you can see you've got things out there for that. And then also, you know, maybe I've got another company. This is out of the box consulting um, that I've set up and I haven't used too much, but you can switch in and out of your multiple companies pretty quick and easy. Um, and your clients, they can use this with their company and invite you as the accountant. Oh, we were going to talk about the, um, the data slicing and how you can really restrict the access that people have. So out here under users and data slicing, let's say um, Dan, he's in here as a foreman, I think. But let's say for whatever yeah. reason, Get yeah, to work. He, he's a foreman. 
let's say I don't want to give him access to all of these accounts. I'm trying to uncheck all and it's not listening. Uh, you, you've got him part of the group admin. So you got to remove him from the group. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and the groups are set up to, uh, to allow you. So you don't got to go through all these check boxes. You can say all my sales team get this set of permissions and you can go through it. But we've allowed you to go down to the smallest detail of he can see this, not that. And if you look at mine, Brett Shea, uh, if you look at Brett Shea there, uh, you can see what my permission. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Just go to mine and I'll show you what it looks like on my side. Right. right. Because you don't have me. I have zero access to data. Right. It says profit and loss. I can't see anything on your profit and loss statement. I can't see anything on your, you know, your balance sheet. I did give you access to advertising down okay. here as if you, you know, I wanted you to keep track of the marketing and advertising expenses or something. So you've okay. got a little access, but nothing else. So why yeah. don't you go ahead and take over and show them? Yeah. So what, what that means is I'm going to, I'm, I'm logged in on mine as Brett Shea. And I'll show you what my experience is like. Just a basic user, you know, out there. Uh, I'm a crewman on, on one of the crews. And you notice I don't have any to-dos or anything like that. I'm Brett Shea. Got a couple notifications. But when I look at my bridge, none of those financial calculations are showing up, right? <laughs> it's really more of a, I, I, I can change my shifts. I can say, hey, can I get Friday off? Uh, hey, when, when do we get paid again? You know, when's the holiday party? Whatever that is. I can interact just as part of the team. Uh, if I go to data mash is what we're talking about. I have access to just advertising budget, everything she's given me access to nothing more. I only have like four or five different things. So if I go up here and try to go to sales, there's no sales. So I have zero sales. If I try to go to the accounts receivable, I, I don't have accounts receivable. So what we've done is we've sliced your whole QuickBooks file into little portions where you can just give, instead of putting it in a spreadsheet, just give him access. That way he has the real-time data. You're not wasting time. It's always up to date. And it's, you guys are all working from the same numbers. Uh, the other thing is on bookmarks. Like if I created a bookmark, I can now share it with another person, right? So I could say, okay, well, this is something cool. I'm going to create a, my own little bookmark. And I'm going to say, we'll call it uh, me and Michelle, right? Call it anything I want to. And I can share it with Michelle or who are you logged in as right now? As me. Okay. And as Betty. <laughs> I have split personalities. I'm Betty bookkeeper too. <laughs> but what I like about this is what if Michelle and I are working on a project together and we got, we got articles, you know, that we're looking at and researching on the internet and we got a spreadsheet we're working on from internal and we've got the data inside QuickBooks. I can now save that. It's part of my bookmarks. I've only got the one, me and Michelle. Uh, so when I go here, that's all I have is the one for me and Michelle. So can you see that on your side? Do you want to take it back, see it on your side, and maybe add a post to mine? So sure. people can see that we're truly interconnected. Uh, you know, the data is slicing. The data is, is there. All uh, right. Let me – I need – I'm still viewing yours. There we go. Let's get rid of yours. Yeah. If you guys remember, she created all of these – uh, she created all these calculations and I can't see any of them, right? Because I don't have access to the data. So if you create a calculation where somebody doesn't have access, that's your privacy setting. They still can't see it, even though you shared it on the bridge. Only the people with permission can see it. All and right. um, how many users can you have per, per company? Uh, is it unlimited or is it like a set number? How does that? Yeah, we, we charge per company. Uh, unlimited users. So if you got one employee or a hundred, it's going to cost you the same. Gotcha. And uh, there's a couple Canadians asking, is this for QuickBooks online uh, only? Is it for uh, what region? Uh, what, what do you integrate with, with regards to the, the QuickBooks? Yeah. With, with QuickBooks online, it's a, it's all version of QuickBooks online. Uh, I think I saw one about the data, like the industry data. Currently, we just have the North American, or I'm sorry, it's just, just the U.S.-based uh, industry data. If somebody can point me towards uh, another data source, I'm more than happy to explore it and try to put it in. If not, we're going to find ways for you to do it yourself, right? Uh, you can also do it right now in user compare or user, uh, uh, the user created options. You can always keep your, your data there to compare it against. 
Yeah, so there's like some questions like, is this, can this replace Slack? You know, just leading back to what you had said, it's, it's like that, but, but different, you know, it does, does most, but different. So it is a collaboration portal uh, where you can collaborate, but it's more than that. <laughs> you, you know what, Dan, you're right. I mean, basically when I'm building this right now, uh, it's because I don't like Slack. i'm gonna be honest right i'm gonna go man i can never find anything i can't find the thread i can't find the file i can't find i I can never find anything that's happening uh i saw client portal uh come up as a question michelle yes yes and i and i was going to have you address the client portal aspect as well as the security aspect because what if my client uploads you know somebody's w9 or something um you know what's the security level uh well i mean the security level for uploading a W9? Um, no, just like for the documents and the things that are up there, what's the security level? You know, could somebody hack in and see sensitive financial info? Well, no, if you don't, if you don't have access to, to an issue, all right, so I've got to build in, I wouldn't put any sensitive documents on there today, but in a month, we're going to say share with, we're creating sharing uh, of documents. It's not there, I'll, I'll be frank. Uh, but that is one of the security issues we're putting in is if you share a sensitive document, currently everybody can see it. Gotcha. Right? As of today, as of next month, uh, that's one of the things I'm like going to share with a group, share with a person, share just to my own bookmark. It's just for me. Uh, those privacy settings for sharing documents uh, is coming. Uh, as far as the, if you want to go back to your, uh, your account, so- I'm going to show people the client portal. Okay. Okay. We are running out of time. And so I I do want to answer this question. Somebody says, so the client just needs the app. Not sure the reason they need an advisor for the app. I'm sorry. Maybe I missed something. And you're right. This app is going to help your clients or you within the firm. It's going to help tremendously with the company, but where it helps us as accounting professionals to grow our practice is helping the client implement this and streamline their processes and their workflows to help improve their processes within their business by consolidating it all into one app, then it goes further. We can help that client with knowing what the industry ratios are, understanding where we stand, how we can improve those suggestions that you get down here where it's it's giving suggestions on what the client might do. They're going to read that stuff and they don't understand. Okay. It says, it might be a time, good time for me to consider debt for growth. How does borrowing money help me grow my business? It just puts me more in debt. We as the accounting professional can help consult with them and advise them on how being leveraged somewhat, not being over leveraged, but how debt can help you grow your business. It gives you the funds you need to go buy that new truck, to have a new crew, to go to the east side of town or whatever. So the client, a lot of times we talked about how they're financially illiterate. So even though they might see a suggestion that's down there, they don't understand it. They want us to help advise them what they should do. Um, And so that's where I think, you know, as an advisor, you may not know what to recommend to them. And this is going to give you those suggestions. I'm trying to get down here to one where they've got those alerts. It's going to give you the suggestions where you can talk through this with your client because they're going to read it and they're like, what? (laughs) Um, so it helps us to provide those advisory services without us having to do all the calculations, run the reports. We give this to the client on a regular basis so they can see what's going on with their business on a timely basis. Um, Mike, I really think we need to go over because you got a special offer for people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so we, we charge currently per company file, right? So it, it, we've got we've got a full featured product at nine dollars all the way up to fifty nine, and really what you're getting is a lot more advice at the fifty nine dollar level than at the nine dollar level, right? So uh, that's, that's basically it. For this group, though, I think they're more interested in the trusted advisor package, right? Which is we wanted to create a tiered pricing structure, whereas if you have more clients, the cheaper it is so you can make more money. Now with, with, with Finograph, I messed up with that, right? Because I used to sell it in buckets, like buy 10 and for this price, buy 25 for this price. When I did that, everybody wanted eight or 18. And I was never right. So we're like going, just pay what you want to, pay when you want to use it. Uh, you can go in and out per month. It's 129 a month to start, but for this group, I extended our Path Blazer special 
So the first three clients are $99 a month. And then after that, up to 10 is 15 a month, then $10 a month, then $5 a month, depending on how many you use. So we're trying to make this as affordable as possible and unlimited users. And, and somebody said, why should I do it if I'm the advisor or the business owner can do it themselves? Because I, I, I think there's still a point in time where you want to give advice and you want to know what's happening inside the company. You have the ability to see, to see the interactions, to see what the issues are. You get better advice the more you know about the company. And I might add too, this 129 per month is for three companies. It's not okay. just one company, that's for three. And if you think about it, okay, if I'm paying 130 a month, advisory services, you can charge a lot for that. So, you know, you might be charging 100 or paying 130 a month, but you could be charging easily a thousand a month for these clients. Um, so, you know, that's something to think about. And then Mike's got a great offer for us right now, Mike. Great. Yeah. And, and, and we started at three companies there because if you only have one or two, just get the $9 or $39 version, right? So that's why we started at three. But instead of $129, it's only $99 and not for a year. Rob called me up and he says, man, that's not good enough. Do it for life. So I know it says a year there, but we want to do $99 a month per life. Not going to raise your price on the Path Blazer special. So three companies for 99 bucks, never going to raise and I would just say, you know, for those of you that are wanting to get into advisory, this is going to be a great tool to have. It's going to give you that cheat sheet with suggestions for your clients so that you don't have to go export and calculate all these, you know, in a lot of these other dashboards that you might go look at and they'll show you, you know, are things good or bad? They don't give you suggestions all the time for how to improve them. And so, you know, that's where I think this really helps us help our clients. It helps us to be the advisor to our clients to help them grow their practice. Um, so I think that's great. Um, Mike, any last minute comments? No, there was somebody says, hey, can I switch out? Yeah, you're just paying for the spot, right? So you can switch out companies uh, in and out. Uh, you know, if you get three companies, you can go in and out. Uh, so you can change those companies. It doesn't have to be the same. Yeah, you're paying for the spot, right? Not necessarily the, the file. You may have to set up a separate company but you'll just have to cancel one and then reactivate with another. Right. And Dan, you want to talk about what we got coming? Yeah. So we've got, um, so on Thursday, this coming Thursday, there's going to be an announcement for uh, QBOA and, um, and and dealing with uh, accountants and the power hour is actually going to be the first uh, live event that you're going to be able to answer some of those questions that are going to happen even before Intuit is going to have its end to know webinar. We are going to be having the uh, a webinar with Intuit on the line. Uh, so you can uh, talk about some of those uh, things that'll happen that we can't talk about right now. So it'll be <laughs> breaking it'll be, news yeah, breaking news <laughs> on Thursday. So uh, be expecting uh, an email or a litany of emails. Uh, if you have multiple logins to your QBOA, like I do, <laughs> like it keeps coming over and over. Um, and then we're going to launch a, a series uh, with QBO uh, advanced features. We're taking a little deeper dive, um, and that's going to be later on in, in the month. Um, and we'll have uh, some niche nuances and uh, some other advisory or option uh, business to business services that you can um, take advantage of uh, in the coming in the coming months. And Dan, did we have another poll question? We did, and actually we skipped over one. Um, so this is, we'll just go right to the last one. Uh, which of the features of PATH do you feel would be the most beneficial? Uh, if, if one of these doesn't exist, uh, or you saw something that, that didn't exist, just go ahead and enter that in the, in the chat uh, so that we can capture that and, uh, and, and you know, forward, uh, forward on the information to Mike so he can figure out what exactly do people really like about PATH? I know what my favorites are. <laughs> yeah, so, and hopefully you all will check it out. I know it is busy season, um, but now is a great time to check it out um, because it can help you as you're talking to your clients. Some of them you only see once a year. This is a great opportunity for you to start selling your advisory services to them for the upcoming year. So as you're giving them your tax returns, talk to them about, hey, you know, how can we do this? And here's another tip. If you have a company that's got a small business loan, they probably have loan covenants. 
Like the bank says your debt to equity ratio must never exceed this. Your current ratio must always be at least that. They'll have actually loan covenants that say you have to have these ratios. These, this is your criteria you have to meet. You can monitor those ratios and help advise your clients on how to maintain within those loan covenants. That's some of the services that you can start adding on. Now is a great time when you're seeing some of these clients only once a year to start you know, cross-promoting and selling these additional services for the upcoming year. So I would encourage you to take a little time and check it out and um, see how you might implement it with your clients. Well, Mike, thank you for, for joining us today. We really appreciate you going a little deeper dive into, into the PATH app itself. I know there's lots of questions about, it's, it's still a little foreign to what it, actually this is and what it can do, uh, but they can reach out to, to you guys and schedule a demo uh, to get a little more one-on-one uh, if, if, uh, if you have uh, more questions, right, Mike? Yep, absolutely. Please reach out. Uh, you know, always available. And what an honor. Thank you very much for having me. I mean, uh, I always love coming on, on, on this webinar. I always love well, it. Thank you, Mike. As you know, I'm really excited about PATH and where it's going, the path that it's on and how it can help us. Um, so, um, yes. <laughs> and Dan, as always, thank you for all that you do. And everybody, have you have a great week and please work for the Chiefs Sunday. Go Chiefs. <laughs> have a great day. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.